Hi, my name is Bryson. The Old Testament is found in Micah 6, 8. But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. The word of the Lord. Hi, I'm Allison. The New Testament reading is found in Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 through 5. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. There will be no mourning, crying, or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making all things new. He also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. The word of the Lord. Hi, my name is Brooke. Thank you for standing for the gospel reading found in Matthew 6, 9 through 15. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also, as we have also forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Please remain standing as we pray. Father God of family, we thank you for family and for the kids here. We thank you that we have been put into this family, this great family of God, bigger than ourselves, bigger than our biology. And we ask today that you would open us up in our minds and our hearts and our imaginations uh, what it looks like to live that out. That as we look into your word, we would see you, we would know and love you more, and then respond and take that love to the world. All to your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. How's the day? Yeah? How's the turkey? <laughs> Does anybody ever make turkey every year and go, I don't know why I expect it to be different than last year, but for some reason it was the exact same thing, right? Uh, until this one magazine came in our, our mailbox one year. Uh, it was a Bon Appetit that we subscribed to, and it said, can't I just wrap my turkey in bacon? And I said, oh, yeah, what page number is that on? Apparently you can, and it was delicious. So uh, if you want that recipe, let me know. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope it was a great holiday. I hope you avoided as much political conversation as possible at the gathering. If you didn't, I'm sorry, but just try to make it a rule, okay? No politics at Thanksgiving. It'll go well with you, I promise. Um, it, there's a lot to be thankful for. I, this past week, we got to go to Estes Park, up to the YMCA camp up there, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and it was even more fun because there was like no one there in the beginning of the week. And so we would have this huge gym all to ourselves. And one thing, if I could just share that I am extremely thankful for is our little boy, William. He is three and a half and he has cerebral palsy and he is, he can walk with support. So I can hold his hands and he'll walk, but he's just getting used to walking in his walker. And so that's been something that we've been really working on. He's got this cute little metal walker and he grabs it and he walks. And 
when we were up there in the gym, like I said, there was nobody up there, so we had this huge gym to ourselves. Um, we put him in his walker, and he would kick a ball, and he walked from one side of the gym to the other, and we were like, yes! And he was like, more? And we're like, okay. And so we walked back and back and back for 25 minutes straight. He just kept on walking back and forth, and we're like, yes! So then, it was definitely a Thanksgiving that miracle. It's the, he's a miracle. He's a walking miracle now, too, which is great. So, uh, my name is Evan. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, welcome again today. We are in this unique kind of in-between time uh, in this church calendar. If, if you've been here for maybe, let's say, a year, you may have noticed that uh, during the high seasons, especially of the church calendar, uh, we recognize them. So things like uh, Lent leading up to Easter and then the seven weeks of Easter celebration or what we're about to enter into next week is actually the start of the calendar year for the church, which is Advent, which is four Sundays that leads up to Christmas and then 12 days of Christmas that actually comes from somewhere. So, uh, Which means that today is the last day, it's the last Sunday of this year's calendar. So almost happy New Year's, everyone. Uh, and what it traditionally is marked as for about the last hundred years or so is what's called Christ is King Sunday, or the Feast of Christ is King Sunday. And it's, it's a recognition that uh, the church actually added only uh, less than a hundred years ago uh, to say that in all of this, what this really is, is a gospel that Christ is King. The very words above him on the cross when he hung there is the king of the Jews. And what we're saying and declaring in this day is that Christ is the king of all kings, of all rulers, of all powers, of all principalities, that his kingdom was established when he came incarnate and he did what he did and he rose from the dead and he ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father and his kingdom will come in future glory and fullness and he will come back and he will fully reign, and his kingdom will be full on this earth. And that not only are we in this in-between time of the church calendar ending and beginning, we're in this in-between time of his kingdom being established, inaugurated, and the fullness of his kingdom that is still to come. And in the midst of that, we still say that Christ is king, which means we as his people are the subjects of his kingdom. And what we do is we ask, and I want to ask today, this question of, as people who live in the kingdom of God, what would it be like to live now like it will be then fully? So if we really believe that Christ is king and has inaugurated his kingdom, and that he will come and he will fully implement his sovereign reign and his justice and his mercy and his love and his glory, all of those things will be full here on earth, then what does it look like to live now like we will then in fullness. And I want to have just a bit of time with the kids here. By the way, hello, welcome kids, how you doing? Little Burley, I don't know if you guys saw him run across on the stage. <laughs> Must be great to be a worship leader's kid because it's like, the stage is mine. Why would I not go and run up there right now, right? Uh, welcome kids, because I want this to be a family ordeal to talk about in the midst of, of this discussion of Christ as King, what does it look like now? That we're living this way as individuals, as households, as biological nuclear families, as the family of God. And all of this comes from the overall narrative story arc of Scripture. So 
traditionally, there are four movements of Scripture. If we ask, what is Scripture? It's not primarily a textbook. Uh, it's not primarily just rules. It's not question and answer, magic eight ball. Um, we've, we've had sermons that we've gone through all that. What it is is primarily, predominantly a story. And this is a story that has four main movements. Uh, theologians over decades, centuries have all said that these are the narrative movements of the Bible. And it starts really quickly with a one-two punch of creation and everything is glory and, and dandy, uh, and then the fall. And then the majority of what we have in the rest of it is the story arc of redemption, of, of the people of God and, and God calling a people and working towards this idea of redemption and regaining and redeeming that which was perfect in the beginning and then has fallen. And what we're headed towards is an eventual full restoration and this is what I'm saying, this is a synonym for, when his full rule comes, when the king fully establishes his kingdom here on earth, then the restoration of all things. This is our, old, or our New Testament reading from Revelation. Look, behold, he's coming and he will make all things new and he'll wipe away every tear. And he is renewing the heavens and the earth, all of it. And so this is what we're saying uh, that we're looking towards is this fourfold movement of scripture. Currently, I am a student, like many of you kids in here, uh, up at Denver Seminary, and one of the chapels our president, Dr. Mark Young, uh, gave, and he said, this is the movement, everybody kind of agrees with this, and he goes, but I want to make a case for actually a fifth section of this, a fifth movement, and that is the inclusion of mission, to say that in the midst of creation, fall, redemption, that the people of God have traditionally and always been chosen, that God chooses to cooperate, to do his work in partnership with his people, that this mission is there. And it's important to recognize and to know and to say, it's not just creation, fall, redemption, and restoration as though it's just impacting all of us and we're just standard buys of the work of God, but actually God is choosing to partner with a people to complete and to carry out this mission of redemption and restoration. The, the precedent is set in the garden when Adam and Eve are placed there and he tells them, tend this, keep order of it, subdue and rule over the earth. This is your mission and I'm doing this. I'm uh, Me, God, I'm imparting to you. This is your mission as a people, to tend to it, to care for it. And then it continues when Abram becomes Abraham. He says, through you, all nations are going to be blessed, and I'm going to make you a people. And these people are going to be on mission. They're going to be representatives of me on this earth to establish who, who I am, what I'm like, my worship, my glory, my fame. And then we get to Christ the incarnate, and in that midst of that story, he says, okay, and now here's the apostles, and they, they establish the church, and church, you are the ones, you're the people, you're the ones on mission. And so what I do, I don't do alone Within human history, God chooses to partner with people to complete his mission. I do it with you, I do it in you, I do it through you. This is how my kingdom is established. This is how, as Jesus says, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. This is how it happens. So if we are people on mission and the mission includes these movements, I want to ask again, how do we live now, here and now, like we will live then. When the kingdom fully comes, what are we doing and how do we do it? So we start seeing more and more going, that's what the kingdom of God's like. That looks like the kingdom. That looks like what God is like. When he rules, these are the things that happen. So 
one example that we get is truly from the scripture because we take these stories and we take these narratives and we see this is what God is calling us to do, what to do, how to live. And so there's verses like our Old Testament reading that say that. Micah 6.8. But he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. And so with all of this scripture, with all of this narrative, with all of these instructions and saying, it's made simple, it's plain. Mercy, justice, love of your neighbor, taking God seriously, all these things. What we do then is we as the church interpret what does that mean in my life then? And in a couple of minutes, I want to give you all an opportunity, especially with kids in the room, I will invite you to stand up and talk to people around you. So I want you to start thinking. What I'm going to ask you is, in your life, what could this look like? Living now as though the kingdom is fully here like it will be then when Christ returns. This is Christ the King Sunday. And I'm going to ask you that question, but I want to stir your imagination up a little bit. Uh, Joey Jimenez always talked about using our prophetic imagination. I, I want us to engage with that a little bit. So I want to share just a few stories about how we're kind of already doing this in our community. The first story I want to share is Queen Palmer Elementary and mentoring from Queen Palmer. Is anybody here uh, engaged with Queen Palmer Elementary in the mentoring program? Give me a shout. There was like a bunch at the 9 a.m. service, so everyone might have come then. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, all right. So, so Queen Palmer Elementary and mentoring at Queen Palmer I think a lot of times is the church, we have this, well, let's invite them in. Let's, let's do an Awanas and a church club and let's invite people in. And, and then they'll come and we'll tell them all about Jesus. What I'm talking about is living now like it will be then, is saying that there are kids in our community that come from underserved, single family households, low income, and they are, they're drastically clustered in this neighborhood of Knob Hill and the Queen Palmer School is right in there in the middle of, Right? And so instead of saying, well, come here to the church, what it will be like then is the church going there and establishing ourselves in the school and saying, we know that there's a lot of single family households here. We know that there's a lot of need here. So what we wanna do is be an influence of love and of care and of support because that's the way that the kingdom works. The full reign of God will have the love of God in fullness and the support of the community of God and the caretaking of God himself and the community. And so that's what we want to do. And so one hour a week, we have a, a group of a, a number of wonderful individuals who just meet with one kid for one hour a week and mentor before or after school saying, I'm here with you because this is what the kingdom of God is like. It looks like us caring for you. It looks like us investing in you. It looks like us investing and nurturing and, and, and partnering with you who might not have a really good adult influence. This is what it looks like living now like it will be then. But that opportunity then becomes a seed because what it's led to is things like when we do city serve, where dozens and dozens of churches in the city with over 3,000 volunteers this year go out on a Sunday or a Saturday morning for three hours and serve to say, just like that mission in the garden, just like it'll be then, we're going to take ownership of this area that we live in and say, we're going to tend it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to live now like it was and like it will be. And so we're going to come and beautify the grounds and and clean and, and make this a place where it shows that we are invested in owning and tending in this place. And so we send dozens and dozens of volunteers multiple times a year to go and to care for that school. 
And then that continues, and we just got a call. It was two weeks ago of a mom, a single mom, who was getting, uh, because of a, a rent-agree thing, she has a full-time job, but she was getting evicted. And they call us as a church because the principal, who is herself a Christian, says, I see the work that you're doing. I see the way that you are taking this faith into action seriously, the way you're living now like it will be then. And I just need to ask you, is there any way do you think you can help this mom? So we come alongside as a team and say, yeah, we can provide temporary transitional housing for a week to make sure over that Thanksgiving week you're cared for and then partner with the principal to talk with Catholic Charities and and their team over there to say, now what are more long-term housing options that we have? To say, we're living now and taking ownership because in the kingdom then, no single parent will go uncared for. So we're gonna take it very seriously now to say we're gonna live like this whether you're part of this church or not, we're going to live now caring for you like it will be then. And no child will be left uncared for or uninvested in. So we're going to live now in this mentoring program like it will be then. And there's other stories that we have around here. It's the Dream Centers. Any, anybody ever been involved with anything with the Dream Centers? Mary's Home, Women's Clinic. Give me a shout. I want to hear. There's kids here. They're talking already. Like, yes. <laughs> it's Dream Centers like the Women's Clinic and it's saying, God is a God of of healing. So we're going to open up a women's clinic with free health care for underserved, underinsured, uninsured women. Because we're going to show you the way of the kingdom where the healer comes and heals and he ministers and he cares for you. And we're going to show you that now by opening up something like the women's health clinic. We're going to show you that now like with Mary's home which houses 18 single moms and their kids who were homeless before entering into the Mary's Home program. Because God is a God of refuge. God is a God of safety. So we're saying the full kingdom expression will come. And until then, we're going to contend for it now. And so we're going we're gonna to invest our time. We're going to invest our money. We're going to refurbish this piece of property into this beautiful apartment complex and to say, we're going to show you the love and care and refuge that God is like now because we believe that it will be like this fully then. And we're going to live now as though his kingdom was fully here. And so it's other stories like Royal Family Camp. Anybody been part of Royal Family? Shout out. Come on. We have like the director here, Melissa Tempest, I think I saw her earlier, and Brian and Courtney Ferguson. And, and, and it's this thing that we do to say these kids in the foster care system, along with Shared Hope, along with all these other partnerships that we have, we're going to take you for a week of camp because what we believe about God is that he has a relentless love, that he pursues you. And we're going to take you to camp and we're going to show you for a week the never-ending, unstopping pursuit, relentless love of God for your life. You might be in the foster care system, but God is a God who loves you. He sees you. And we're going to show you that by taking. And we're going to take that then and partner during the school year. And we're going to do a mentoring program. And we're going to go four hours a month and one Saturday morning a month and do club. And we're going to mentor you. We're going to continue to invest in your life. Because what we believe is that then when the kingdom fully comes, no child will be left uncared for, uninvested in unnurtured. This is the way of the kingdom. So we're going to contend for that now. We are the people on mission. This is things like Nueva Vida uh, planting itself. This is a partnership that came out of New Life that has now come back in and is one of the six congregations of New Life. It's over 
uh, kind of off of Circle and Platt area, uh, Circle and Dale, and it's in a neighborhood largely Spanish-speaking, and it's a Spanish-speaking church, and it's saying that maybe we couldn't have done this, or you couldn't have done this on your own, but as the fold of God, we're going to care for one another, and we're going to invest in you. That the people in that neighborhood who need caring, who need resources, they've run a food pantry, hundreds of people coming through and getting provision every single week in that ministry. And we're saying, because God is the provider, so we're going to show you that provision now so you see the foretaste of what the fullness will be like later. And it's things like the Springs Rescue Mission and men, the healing ministry that's through their recovery program and these men who enter in, and they come out with recovery and job training and, and, and the gospel message and hope and saying, because this is the way that it is. God is a rescuer, and we're going to show you that now by the way that we're investing in you. Um, and, and your list goes on, and, and I'm showing you big examples but sometimes it's also small examples of just the character that you can carry. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, I was in King Supers, and I was, just, I was there to grab like two things. And one of them was probably cat food, because my wife loves cats. And, uh, and I love my wife, so I have cats. Uh, <laughs> and I'm running in to grab something, and in the produce section, there, there was a, a young, probably a teenager, maybe young 20s, and he was, he was a worker there, and he was changing out the garbage bin just in the middle of the produce section, and people were just walking around him. Um, and I try to take the opportunities to, like, appreciate people, because that's, I mean, they're there working, but they're taking care of us as, as patrons. And so I just kind of gave him a pat on the shoulder and told him, hey, thanks so much for, for taking care of us. Keep up the good work. And, and then just kept on walking to wherever I needed to go. And he came and found me and told me, thank you, that meant so much. I needed to hear that today. <laughs> and it's just this simple of like, is the kingdom of God filled with encouragement? It's listed as a spiritual gift in, in Romans. And if that's the case, can we take on a fullness where even this young gentleman, who I have no association with otherwise, but I'm not gonna withhold this piece of, the kingdom of God will be full encouragement then, so I'm gonna build him up now with just this word of kindness, a fruit of the spirit of kindness to him, and see this kingdom of God having, having rule, having reign, that people would see King Jesus and know that he is good. So these are just stories and examples of saying Christ is King, and his kingdom is coming, and we as the people between now and that full reign when he returns are contending and working and saying the mission of the kingdom has been given to us here and now. So then what in your life does that look like here and now? What is God calling you to do? How is God calling you to live? What kingdom character trait that's taken from, from the narrative of the gospel that we see that's the way the kingdom's like, that's the way that Jesus lived, that's the way he loved. Do we then take on with our prophetic imagination and interpret and go, and that's how I can live today. So I want to put a couple minutes up on the clock, and I'm going to invite you to stand up and actually participate right now and dream and, and just come up with, what, what could we dream about with my family sitting next to me, with the kids, with, with roommates, with friends, with strangers? How this kingdom could look like here and now, how I can carry this mission here and now to live now like it will be then. So take a couple minutes, stand up, and talk to those people around you, and just start dreaming, and hopefully have fun with this, and it's a good time of just encouraging one another to live this way. I hope this is a taste for you, not of rule and, and just, oh, I have tos, 
but it becomes as a missional people of God, I get to. I get to dream about how to take this kingdom to where I already am or somewhere new, to do something I'm already doing in a different way or to do something that hasn't been done before. And we turn our attention to this table now as we come to communion. And it's this, this table where I think Jesus embodies this message because what he ends up doing is he always takes this normal, everyday thing of a meal and turns it into an opportunity to usher in the kingdom. I mean, his first miracle is at a meal at the wedding of Canaan. He feeds the 3,000. He feeds the 5,000. He, he meets Zacchaeus and says, I'm coming to your house for dinner. He meets the disciples on the road to Emmaus and they eat together. And he, he, he turns it into these opportunities to start ministering not just the works of the kingdom, but the character of the kingdom as well, and saying, I'm going to take the ordinary thing, the normal, you guys do this multiple times a day thing, and I'm going to take that opportunity for, for some kingdom character to come through. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to extend mercy and grace. And this is what we find when we come to this table, is that when we come and, and, and feast, we remember all that Jesus has done, and it's this, this is what your kingdom's like. And I joyfully partake again of you in your suffering and your death and your resurrection, knowing that I'm being resurrected to life in your kingdom, that, that this grace you've given me, I can then go and at a meal impart grace to someone else. The forgiveness you've given me, I can take this kingdom and go and forgive someone else who needs it, strengthen someone else who needs it. And we take this ordinary thing and do this. And maybe that is it for you. Maybe that's where it starts. Is this meal that then turns into another meal with someone you were talking to, saying, how can we keep doing this? With the family meals, families in the room, how can we be intentional about these meals and family time together and dream and talk with intention of living now like it will be then? And having times of just dreaming together, it's so fun. Using phrases instead of like, I don't know if that's possible, more so just saying, yes, and let's keep dreaming together. So as we turn our attention towards this table, would you just bow your head with me? I'm going to say a prayer over us. So God, we do, we ask, Jesus, even as you taught us to pray, for your kingdom to come and your will to be done in us and through us as a people on mission, that we as a people would live now like we will live then, and therefore be a living testimony of what you are like and of what the fullness of hope and joy that we have for the age to come. Be glorified even as we come again to your table.